Thank you, Miss Brecky. When you come through the doors of our church, if you come through door number 18, they're all numbered, you, you see this cross right away. It's, it's right in front of you. And this cross comes uh, from our West Boulevard church. It's a familiar sight. It's some that maybe we get so used to, we kind of walk by it and we don't think much of it. And it's kind of tucked away in that little uh, alcove. But it has a beautiful history. It was back in the 1940s that the people of Trinity started looking to a new site in order to build a new church for their congregation. They'd outgrown their, their state street location, so they were moving out of the city into the country. In fact, here's a, a picture uh, of the building committee surveying the land that was, was purchased specifically for that. It's interesting, as you look at that, that you can see now it's all covered and surrounded by the hospital and these houses and residential areas. But back in the 1940s, that's, that's the site. And so they moved out to this place. And they had received drawings and an artist's rendering uh, from the architect for this building. Now you have to remember, as they were going into this building project, they were on the tail end and aftermath of, of World War II. In fact, they wanted to make an even uh, a bigger church, but unfortunately, there were material shortages during that time that prevented them from doing everything they were hoping to do. But even though materials were scarce in that time, and they were coming out of the Great Depression, when, when money for many was tight, they wanted to do a beautiful thing for the Lord. In this packet that this drawing's on, on the back, they had a, a list of gifts, of extra gifts to help beautify the church above and beyond the building itself. And the first one here, if you look right here, I have my green lights off. Well, that's unfortunate. Let's try this. Ha <laughs> ha. Right there, it's the altar cross and marble step. It was $2,400. It was the most expensive thing on this list. $2,400 is about $34,000 today. And this was an important thing that they would build this crucifix, which would rest upon their altar for many, many years, and now greets us and those who visit here at Trinity each week as we walk through those doors. What strikes me about this cross is the beauty of the stone. And maybe you've noticed that. The kids had noticed and picked that out, that it kind of, it glows. It, it's made of a material called white onyx. And this crucifix was crafted during a time where materials were hard to find and in short supply. And that very act, I think, was a proclamation of the gospel. They wanted to build a beautiful and a precious thing for the Lord and able to remind themselves of what a beautiful and precious thing God had done for them and to let others see this Lord who had done such a precious thing for them. So often we put value on the things of this world, the precious things of this world. Perhaps none is more iconic than the diamond. Right? We put so much worth and value in the diamond. But there's other things too. If, it, if it's gold and silver or rubies and emeralds, it's all these things. And what fascinates me about those is, is we dig them out of rock and dirt and mud. Out of gritty, brown, ugly stuff. 
It's in that rock or in that dirt that there hides a diamond just waiting to be found and polished. Yet whatever value these things have, these things that we give value, that we we dig out of the dirt and rock, is nothing compared to the love of God. Peter writes this in the reading today. Conduct yourselves with fear throughout the time of your exile, knowing that you were ransomed from the feudal ways inherited from your forefathers, not with perishable things such as gold or silver, but with the precious blood of Christ, like that of a lamb without blemish. When you came in today, on the table were these, were these pictures of this cross. And on the, the back is this First Peter reading that we heard tonight. And I encourage you, if you didn't grab one on the way out, grab one on the, or on the way in, grab one on the way out. And we have the, the cross from last week there too. Because of all the things that we find precious in this world, none is more precious than the blood of Christ. And this is what Peter is getting to. That, that very blood he shed in the garden as he prayed so intensely that he sweat blood. The blood that, that coated that crown of thorns as they jabbed it into his head. The, the blood that streamed down his legs as they whipped and beat him without mercy. The blood that flowed from his hands and his feet where they pierced him. And his side as they stabbed him with a spear and looked upon the one whom they had pierced. Nothing in this world is more precious than the blood of Christ. Nothing. Certainly not $2,400 or $34,000 or whatever it may be. Our brothers and sisters cried out to the world that the blood of Jesus is more precious than anything we could bring to the table. Because it's by that blood we're washed clean. Peter writes this, he says, But as he who called you is holy, you also be holy in all your conduct. Since it is written, you shall be holy as I am holy. This this isn't a plea to just, just figure it out. It's a plea to return to the altar where he gives you his precious blood. That he would change you. That he would transform your very life. We we are like those stones in the rocks and in the dirt of our our sin and stained and and ugly and gross and, and hidden beneath the weight of all this sludge. And he he sees us. And he takes us out of that and he, he polishes us. And makes a beautiful thing out of us. He makes a sparkle. I mean, is that not what, like a diamond refracting light and, and spark? We sparkle with the light of Christ because it's Him, Jesus, who gives us His very blood. The blood which purifies everything it touches and allows us to receive that into ourselves through the Holy Eucharist. The blood of the Lamb without blemish. When he calls us to be holy as he is holy, he then offers us the very thing that makes us holy and pure. 
forgiven and precious. By His blood, we become precious. So often people say, I can't be holy. I'm beyond holy. I've, I've done too much. It's impossible. He, the one who does impossible things, makes you holy. The gold and silver of this world, the, the diamonds and, and rubies and emeralds of this world, the, the green paper we carry around and the plastic little cards, it's all rubbish. It's of no worth compared to the blood of Jesus. Let's not go back to our old ways before Christ converted our hearts. Put it, putting our hopes and, and our passions and our, and our comforts squarely on the things of this, this world, the things that, that surround us. Let us not try to, try to go out and collect for ourselves things that, that make us feel valuable or precious or compare ourselves to our neighbors and envy and strive after what they have in their lives. Let's stop worshiping the success. And let's start falling on our knees before the cross of Christ, before the one who makes, makes a precious thing out of me by his holy blood. Let us pray. Fall down, O blood of Christ, upon me and purify me. More precious than all I chase after and think I need. In Jesus' name, amen. Please stand.